What is the single most effective way to improve your heart health? This question literally comes up every single day. Every single person on every single platform asks me, Dr. Allo, if you had one single thing, one single piece of advice to tell us on how to lose weight, how to get better, how to get healthier, what would that one single piece of advice be? So without question, I mean, literally without question, I mean, there's there's no doubt about this. The one single thing that we have that we can do to improve our heart health would be to lower your ApoB, your apolipoprotein B. Now, that can mean in a lot of different ways. You can lower it in many, many ways. So get your ApoB down however you want. You can try with diet and exercise first. Exercise, like I said, probably not going to lower your ApoB a lot. Um, diet will make the biggest difference. A lot of you guys are always like, how do you lower your LDL cholesterol? And, LD, and ApoB, I'll talk about it in a second, but it is a it is a way of measuring LDL particle counts that is not actually NMR, nuclear magnetic uh, resonance way of measuring uh, particles. So it's definitely a lot cheaper. Um, but definitely you can get an ApoB, which tells us approximately how many LDL particles you have because it's the number of LDL particles that causes atherosclerosis. It's not really how much LDL cholesterol you have, although LDL particles contain LDL cholesterol or the amount, total amount of cholesterol in your LDL particles is your LDL cholesterol. What we're talking about here is the total number of uh, particles. So number one, get your ApoB down. The sooner, the earlier in life you get it down, the better. Every single study from the PISA trial, P-E-S-A trial, to the CARDIA trial, which are both super young, healthy people, super lean people, heart disease, just because their LDL cholesterol was elevated, which is their ApoB. New trial just came out called the PRECAD, P-R-E-C-A-D, all caps. Also looking at young, super healthy people between age 20 and 39 and tracking them and seeing what factors make the biggest difference in them developing subclinical atherosclerosis. And subclinical just means that it's there and it's just not giving you symptoms yet. Like you haven't had a heart attack or stroke yet, but it's building up and it's going to get there eventually. Same thing with the PISA trial, same thing with the uh, CARDIA trial. So maybe we'll do a whole podcast on those three trials because it seems to be a super popular topic looking at these trials that look at young, super healthy people that have nothing wrong with them other than that their ApoB uh, is elevated. So ApoB is more of a uh, particle count uh, for than your LDL. It is a better marker of atherogenicity, ather- you know, better marker for heart disease than just LDL cholesterol alone. Because LDL cholesterol is calculated, if you guys have been kind of listening to me and watching me for a while, you know it's calculated. It still is pretty good, pretty accurate uh, calculation. Still tracks with heart disease very, very well. It's just just that this is a little bit better. So we're fine-tuning it. This is a lot better. Um, so it's another way of, of measuring your apo, your, uh, your atherogenic LDL particles, lipoproteins. So the, a way I explain it is, imagine you're standing by the highway and a bunch of cars are going by. From far away, you see a blue oval on a car. You're like, oh, that must be a Ford because it has that blue oval on it. Well, this is a blue oval on certain lipoproteins. There's a blue oval on them. That blue oval is called apolipoprotein B. When they have that B structural protein, those are the particles that are potentially uh, atherogenic. So that's kind of 
the best way to to uh, talk about that. Now, studies have shown that lowering ApoB levels obviously lowers athero, uh, atherosclerotic heart disease. Um, even small little amounts, like even if you lower your ApoB levels by 20 to 30%, you can reduce the risk of major cardiovascular disease by over 50%. That's something people generally don't know. Even a very small lowering of ApoB can cause a massive amount uh, of lowering of atherosclerosis. So it's like one of those small levers that you can pull. You pull a small lever that has a huge effect on your outcomes, your life, you know, all that good stuff. So highly recommend getting that down. Um, the other thing is that ApoB testing is becoming more and more popular and it's very cheap. It's literally like a 5 to $10 add-on test. You can actually just add it on yourself. If your doctor orders it and your insurance says, I'm not going to pay for it, uh, you could say, well, I'll just pay for it myself. It's like 8 bucks maybe. Um, if your doctor uses the diagnosis code disorders of lipid metabolism, most insurances will pay for that test. But like I said, it's a super uh, cheap and uh, easy uh, test. So the European, the European Society of Cardiology um, as well as the American Heart Association, have been pushing more and more for using ApoB um, because ApoB is still accurate whether or not you have diabetes, um, triglyceride-rich lipoproteins, you know, any other metabolic derangements or insulin resistance or what have you can affect your lipoproteins in different ways, the amount of cholesterol in your LDL, the amount of triglycerides in your LDL, etc., but if you recheck ApoB, it's still going to be the same. You may have more particles, which means it's more atherogenic. Or you may have less particles, which means it's less atherogenic. So ApoB is definitely probably uh, the single most accurate thing. So if you're going to go to your doctor and ask them for one single test that will determine your outcomes or one test to tell you where you're heading or where you're going in the future one single test to let us know everything we need to know about your heart health, if and when you're going to have a heart attack, how soon it's going to be, how how long before you have one, and all of that, we know it's ApoB. If you can't get an ApoB, generally speaking, your LDL cholesterol is close enough, or your non-HDL, maybe we'll do a whole other podcast on what is non-HDL, but non-HDL is, if you took your total cholesterol, took away the HDL part of it, that's your non-HDL. Obviously, you know, kind of the name makes it what it is. But if we took away your HDL, uh, that's your non-HDL. That's a good approximate for ApoB or LDLC because the vast majority of your cholesterol, if you took away the HDL portion, is going to be LDL uh, cholesterol. So that's another way of thinking about it. So hopefully this helps. Like I said, we are climbing the charts on uh, the podcast rankings please give me a thumbs up or a five-star rating. Scroll down a little bit, give me five stars and put in some nice words. And hopefully we can help more people. The only reason I'm doing this is to help more people. By doing this, I can help maybe millions instead of the 20 to 40 patients a day uh, that I can help on a daily basis. So hope you enjoy it. See you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.